In this episode of Monday Moments, we're talking about trouble, so sit back and stay tuned for more. Hey there, welcome to another episode of Monday Moments, the show in which we take a deeper dive into Sunday Sermon. With me today is Pastor Dennis, and we're talking about trouble. We've kind of been in a, a season of one-offs a little bit, uh, making our way to Palm Sunday and Easter. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Pastor James has had a lot on his plate as far as um, kind of some, uh, what you might call extracurricular pastoral responsibilities. Yeah, pastoral responsibilities. So. late Saturday nights. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. So, um, but you have been um, almost kind of like this like um, unofficial series. It's almost been this progression, you know, where you started preaching about, you know, the gifts of the Spirit and then mm-hmm. the Spirit, the gifts produce the fruit. But then you kind of, you, you shifted it a little bit, um, in, in talking about anxiety and fear and how mm-hmm. that um, keeps us from producing fruit. But then yeah. this, this past week you talked about trouble and, and what the Bible has to say about that. And I think that's something that was incredibly valuable, um, particularly because I don't think it's something that we hear taught a whole lot, but right, also yeah. because of just, um, in all honesty, just the, the wealth of, of infor- not just information, but, but personal experience and, and revelation that the Lord has taught you um, just in, in your own life, in your own history. So um, I wonder if for anyone who might not have uh, been able to uh, hear Sunday's message, I wonder if you might just give a little bit of a recap and kind of what the big idea was. Well, the big idea is that uh, trouble is the main ingredient for faith. Mm. And most of the time we think of faith as something that if you have it, then you avoid trouble. Sure. But it's very clear throughout God's word from the very get-go that in order to have faith, then you've got to embrace uh, the circumstances that God brings into your life. Uh, I talked about the the mountain laurel seed. Yeah. And it's just a, and, and it's, a, you know, for those of a certain age, they were, you know, they were called red hots because yep. you could... You could take that seed and rub it on the on the sidewalk, and it would just get blistering hot, smoking hot, you know? yeah. And yet it wouldn't break. It's one of the hardest seeds I've ever known. And, and in order for that seed to grow to produce fruit, mm-hmm. uh, you have to bring some trouble into it. You have to crack it. You have to soak it. Uh, you have to drill it. Mm. You've got to do something. And then all you do is lay it on the ground. You don't bury it or anything else. But it produces then a plant. But that shell, that hard shell, uh, and everything that's inside that shell actually rots away and hmm. becomes the first food for wow. that young plant. So in, in not just in nature, but in everyone's life, uh, we, we, have, we always come to a place where we have to either embrace trouble mm-hmm. or somehow become a victim of it. Sure. You know, that's where Peter said, uh, Peter said, uh, uh, he said, uh, don't be surprised at the fiery trial that's used for the perfecting of your faith. Yeah. You know, James said, count it all joy when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Paul talked about that I might know him and the fellowship of his sufferings. Suffering. And so, and yet, yet for a many people, they're convinced that somehow trouble is supposed to be escaped from. 
mm. not embraced. Right. And I talked about on Sunday morning that one of the first things that we have to do with trouble is we have to sanctify it. Trials mm. have to be sanctified. Yeah. They have to be given to God and, and, and basically said, Lord, this is of you. This is of you. And so oftentimes, uh, that's just not the way it is. Yeah. You, you kind of started the sermon by saying this message has taken you, taken you about four years to be able to put into words how to deliver this message. Um, why was that? Or can you, can you talk a little bit more about, um, you know, why, what, what, what was it about yeah, this? Well, that, it's been almost 30 years now that uh, uh, Jan, my first wife, uh, was diagnosed with an, with an incurable uh, disease, cancer, that would take her life. Hmm. And, um, and, and that happened, she was 38, I was 40. It was two years before that, even though that the symptoms of all of this hmm. began to show up. It took two years just to figure out what was going on. And then from that point on, for the next uh, 25 years, um, she suffered e- enormously. And consequently, she and I uh, went through this together. Mm. It was real trouble. Sure, yeah. And oh, yeah. and yet it formed us. It shaped us. Yeah. And in the end, you know, I, you know, Jan and I said to one another on multiple occasions, we'd say it with a smile. We say, you know, we wouldn't wish our life on anyone, and yeah. we'd laugh about it. Yeah. Uh, but then we would also say. But we wouldn't trade our life for any with anybody yeah. because what wow. it had done, it it formed us, it shaped us, it molded us. Yeah. So consequently, um, these things are very uh, they're very deep, and to try to figure out how you can how you can uh, tell the story without it being trite, without yeah. dishonoring it. This is real holy ground for me. Absolutely, and yet. Even before uh, Jan became ill, uh, we had a lot of trouble. We never had an easy life. We did not have an easy mm-hmm. life. And I had to come to the conclusion at some point that th- this was a part of our story. This was a big part of our story. Yeah. You know, when you, when you give yourself to the Lord and say, Lord, use me, then he gets to choose how. And I'm not right. bragging because, yeah, sure. you know, there's, my gosh, I run into people every week yeah. who have got it, uh, who, who suffer through greater things than we suffer through. Mm. I just, just walking over here on the way out of the office, uh, Valerie handed me uh, a slip of paper and she, and she said, so-and-so wanted me to tell you that she wasn't here last week because she had a stroke. Mm. I had no idea. Wow. You know? Yeah. And so people face these kinds of things all the time. Yeah. And this woman's response is she's a delightful woman, uh, an older woman. And, and the rest of it was, don't worry, I'm fine. I'll <laughs> see you next Sunday. You wow. know, and it, it's like, you know, uh, trouble is really important. And yet when we be, make ourselves victims of it, yeah. um, then we're really in trouble. Right. Right. You know, you, you kind of touched on this a little bit uh, a second ago, and I wonder if you might talk a little bit more about how do we, you talked about embracing trouble and what that looks like to, um, on the one hand, embrace it 
in a, in a real healthy biblical way, but also to not make it, you know, your identity or, or make it, you know, something that it's not intended yeah. to be, but yeah. also, you know, not, not hyper spiritualize something because, right. you know, e- even in the, in the week leading up to this message, you and I had talked a little bit about, you know, the, the verse, you know, Romans eight twenty eight and kind of mm-hmm. sometimes that can be applied out of context or just in the wrong, yeah. it's not the right time or place. And so what does embracing trouble look like in a really, um, healthy biblical way. Yeah, yeah, I think embracing trouble recognizes that there is one Lord, one God. Yeah. And he has said over and over that he knows the beginning of my days to the end. Mm-hmm. And there is not this battle going on between God and Satan for control. He is the Lord mm. God Almighty, yeah. and he controls it. Now, look at Job, and you figure out what in the world. Job had to get permission from God to do whatever he wanted to Job. Yeah. And somehow God was okay with it. Now, yeah. there's a story that just, yeah. you want to, I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. Right. You know? But that's exactly what happened. He is sovereign. And so consequently, all the book of Job, for example, was about Job trying to figure out, why are you doing this to me? You're supposed to be holy and just, mm-hmm. just. And you ha- and even God said, look at Job. He's, he's, he's righteous. Upright. He's blameless. Yep. He's upright. So why would you do this? Yeah. It's because there's a bigger purpose, a bigger picture for it. Yeah. Now, Believe me, we had plenty of times when Jan and I went, what in the world? Why are you doing this? And plenty of Job's friends who were around saying, well, this is the reason why. If you do mm-hmm. this, if you do this, if you do that. Yeah. Listen to the sermon. Yeah. Uh, but the important part of it is that God's ways are simply higher than my ways. Right. And when I embrace what God is doing, it does not say in this old way that I was taught to think that, you know, uh, that when something happens, well, it just must be God's will. No, hmm. no. See, Romans eight twenty eight says that God causes all things. He causes. He has a purpose. His hmm. will is involved. And what he has done, for example, with the terrible tragedy of Job's, if we ended Job right there and say nothing ever became of it, but who do people look to when they're suffering? They look to Job. Yep. They look to the difficult years that David had. Mm-hmm. They look to Paul. Yep. Thrown in. Per- they look to Peter. Yep. Who was who was nailed to a cross upside down? Yeah. You know. Yeah. We look to those who have suffered and say, "Now I can learn a lesson." So God causing all things right. is very different than saying to people, "You know, God, oh, it's okay. It's going to turn out for good." That's not what the Bible says. Yeah. The Bible says he'll cause all things to work for good. And so did he take what was evil and what was meant for evil? And yes, we serve a God who is who is incredibly good, and we have an enemy who is unbelievably evil, the personification of it. So is there warfare that goes on? I'm going to talk about that this next week. You know, yeah. uh, We war not against flesh and blood, but at the same time, to embrace what God is doing mm-hmm. is to say, Lord, I, I'm going to do this. Yeah. I'm gonna, it, it's dark outside, and yeah. I'm going to do this, and I'm going to continue to believe you, you for good. 
I'm going to sanctify this. I'm going to set this trial aside and say, Lord, you're doing this, particularly relationally. Right. I've got a difficult situation with somebody. I don't sit there and pray against that person. Mm -hmm. I say, Lord, what are you wanting to do in me right now? Yeah. What are you wanting to do in me? So, yes, there's that sanctification, that setting apart this trial for God. There's acceptance, acceptance of it. Hmm. I'm going to accept this. Yeah. I've got another story that I can't tell right now, but it, it's this idea that, you know, if I'm not going to get rid of this, then I'm going to accept it and I'm not going to let it rule me. Hmm. It's going to play by my rules. Wow. And then the third part, gratitude. Wow. I'm going to become full of gratitude for what God is doing in my life right now. Yeah. Those are, those are uh, easy to say. Mm. And some people would say, well, I, I can't do that. Yeah, you can. Yeah. Because if God brings it into our life, the Bible also says, and I referenced this on Sunday, the Bible also says that there is no temptation that has taken me, no trial that is not, listen to this word, common to man. There's nothing new under the sun. And God is faithful. Yeah. And he will not allow me to be pushed mm. beyond my measure. Mm-hmm. He will provide a way of escape. Yeah. Not that I can be blessed in the end so that I can stand it. Mm-hmm. You know, when we adopt the Bible, and we say, this is the way I'm going to live. Then we stop with the soundbite Christianity. Yeah. And we start to look at the Bible and we start to get, I'm going to talk about Joseph this next week. Some, one of the Psalms talks about Joseph and it says that it part, if you look at it in a modern translation, it says something like uh, that Joseph entered into the iron fetters. They, mm. they put clamps on it. You look at the old translations, and it says, the iron entered his soul. Wow. <laughs> wow, yeah. The iron entered what his a, soul. What a descriptor. Yeah, look what happened to him. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know? So, but that's for next week. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, this this last year, I read through the Bible, and... um one of the things that I was learning, I'm still learning this, but it just was amazing to me when they, they did a comparison and contrast contrast of, um, three books in the Bible, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and Job. Okay. And their point was it it could be real easy to get confused when you look at Proverbs and you could take Proverbs as saying, okay, well, if you do this and if you do this and Mm -hmm. if you live according to God's way, then you'll get blessed and you'll have all of this abundance and outcome and this and this and that and that. But then you get to Job and Job is essentially what you just said. Job did all of those things. Yes. He was upright and he was blameless, and yet all of this trouble still came upon him. Yes. And it can be very hard and very confusing. And in, in, in turn, in our own life, it's like, well, wait a second. God, what did I do? Like, yeah. I did I did I do something wrong? Did I sin? Did I yeah. w- not follow one of your statutes? And it's like, well, you know, and, and I'm curious to hear your thoughts. Maybe it's... When, when we look at that term blessed and abundance, it doesn't always mean you're free of pain or free of trouble, but it means that God is in it. God's blessed. God is going to bless you um, in, in the end and through that. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on that? Most people play the short game. Yeah. And the short game is I should do this and God should do this. Right. Some people play the long game. Mm-hmm. 
I did this, and you know, it didn't quite work out, but in the future, God's going to bless me. Mm. God plays the eternal game. Yeah. That what we do now, God is going to use it. That is what has happened over the, 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 the previous thousands of years with the, yeah. with the message of Job. We turn to that. And back then, it was believed that if you do these things, then this is what God will do. That's the whole message. There's a, there's a, there's a couple of chapters at the beginning. There's a couple of chapters at the end. And then right in the middle, there's 30 chapters of poetry to read. Yeah. And, and Job is screaming at God, I am a good person. Even you said it. Yeah. Why, am I, why are you doing this? And his friends are coming alongside of him and saying, it's got to be because you don't think you're not who you think you are. You did something. Tell us what you did. Yep. You know, that's the whole message. And yet the, the problem is, is that they were saying God is just. And so therefore, Job, if you're suffering this, he's just, you must have done something wrong. But what God is saying is that God is just in an imperfect world. Mm. And is this imperfect world that is not going to allow us to escape the difficulties of life. But it's in those difficulties of life that for those of us who serve God, God is going to cause even those things to work for good. Right. You know, we just buried Ted last week. Yeah. Yeah. What a life. And you cannot tell me that that life, that for as long as I knew him, was a life of suffering. Mm Mm-hmm was not used tremendously by God right. in other people's lives. Yeah, absolutely. I, I know we're just about out of time, um, but just as we wrap up, uh, there's somebody who's you know watching this or listening to this, and they're in the midst, in, in the, the middle of a really troubled season of their life. How would you encourage them? And I, and I realize that that's kind of a big yeah. net to cast. Um, it, is there anything that, what, what might you say to somebody? Yeah, you know, I, and I wanted to say it this past week, I, I don't want this to be confused that if you're in a relationship that's abusive, that yeah. you should somehow just kind of stick it out and hope that things get better. No, if you're in a relationship that is abusive, get out of it. Yeah. Get out of it. Uh, secondly, don't walk through life alone. Mm-hmm. Don't walk through life alone. And Job's friends are plentiful. We have all experienced Job's friends. And we have all been Job's mm-hmm. friends. And so I'm not talking about just finding somebody who tell you that everything's going to be okay and if you'd change this and that. But go to people who, who you can look at their life and you can say, I want to be like them when I grow up. And get with them and talk with them. Yeah. That's, that's another one. A- and then also go to God's word. And as as Difficult as it is sometimes, believe God's word. Yeah. Believe God's word. Do not become a victim. Psalm, read Psalm 139, hmm. you know, and God is not ever going to forsake us. Right. I, I reference that scripture out of John, uh, I think it's chapter 10, where it says that the Father has us with one hand yeah. and Jesus has us with the other, and they neither of them are going to let us loose. Right. What a wonderful promise. And you know, we deal with people that are going through tremendous things all the time. I mean, awful things, but we don't have to go through it alone. Right. And we don't have to go through it without the comfort of God's word. Right. And we will make it through. Why? Because that's what God promised. Mm -hmm. His word is 
true. Absolutely. It's true. And whether, so, yeah, whether it makes sense to us in the moment or not. Sense or yeah. not. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Well, thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to, to share with us. And thank you so much for joining us. We hope that you uh, got something out of this uh, video or this podcast, uh, that it encouraged you and blessed you in some way. Uh, and if so, we would love to hear about that. You can always uh, post a comment. You can send us a message, an email, um, however you want to share that. We just love to hear from you. Thank you so much again for joining us for another episode of Monday Moments, and we will see you next week.